For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, How to Be the Bride of Messiah. This is part three of the series. So, liberty is following Yeshua's Torah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 119, verse 45, I will walk at liberty, I will seek your precepts. So, following the Torah, the commandments, the precepts of God is walking in liberty. And then in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim liberty. And so, in following the Torah, you have to have the Spirit of God upon you and anoint you to walk in in that liberty to proclaim that liberty to the captives. So walking in the spirit is following the Torah. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27, I will put my spirit within you. The new covenant is the indwelling Holy Spirit. So I'll put my spirit within you. That's the new covenant. And what's the outcome of the spirit in us? I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes and to keep my judgments and to do them to follow the Torah. So those who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, those who confess him as Savior and Lord, those who are a part of his new covenant family where his Torah is written upon their hearts and then they follow that Torah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. There's no condemnation for that person. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is now no condemnation to them that are in Messiah Yeshua who do not walk after the flesh but walk after the Spirit. Once again, how did Paul define walking after the flesh in Romans 8, 8. You walk after the flesh, you don't please God. And those who walk after the flesh in Romans 8, 8 are carnally minded. Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Those who walk after the flesh are carnally minded. They are an enemy of God because they don't follow his Torah. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, walk in the spirit, follow the Torah through the help of the Holy Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so this is how Paul sought to express his faith in Yeshua as the Messiah because he testified in Romans chapter 7 verse 22, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man or the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. And then Paul wrote and taught in Romans chapter 8 verse 4 that the righteousness of the Torah or that which the Torah desires of us is fulfilled by those who follow that Torah by the Spirit of God. It's fulfilled in those who do 
not walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our Torah teacher. John chapter 16, verse 13, Yeshua explained, When the Spirit of truth is come, the Spirit of truth will guide you in all truth. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, and He will lead you and guide you in truth. And so Yeshua said that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. The Holy Spirit will point you to believe and accept Yeshua as the Messiah. So if the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of sin, what is sin? First John chapter 3, verse 4. Whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah. Sin is the transgression of the Torah. The Holy Spirit will convict you that you're not following the Torah. And so the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in truth. And in John chapter 14, verse 6, Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. And so the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in truth. Yeshua is truth. And that's why Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the last part of verse 3, that no one can say that Yeshua is Lord, Yeshua is Yahweh, except by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in truth. It will point you to Yeshua, that he is the Messiah. But in Psalm 119, verse 142, it says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah is truth. Psalm 119, verse 151, You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in truth. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in keeping the Torah or the commandments of Yeshua in believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. Now, in 1 John chapter 1, in verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him, if we say that we have fellowship with Yeshua, but walk in darkness, which means we don't follow the Torah because the Torah is light. If we look at Proverbs in chapter 6 and verse 23, it is written, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 23, for the commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light. So Yeshua in John chapter 8 verse 12 is the light of the world and the Torah is light. So following Yeshua is following his Torah. And if we say we have fellowship with him, but walk in darkness, that means don't follow the Torah. We lie and we do not do the truth, which is following his Torah's commandments. That is why it says in 3 John chapter 1, verse 4, I have no greater joy to hear that my children walk in truth, that they walk in the Torah and the commandments of Yeshua. So in growing from a babe or a child in Messiah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, when you grow to spiritual maturity, then you will have the status of being a son of God. So this is a covenant term that's associated with with spiritual maturity. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. So what happens if the spirit of God dwells in you and you submit to the spirit of God where you manifest the fruit of the spirit and the love of God? For as many as led by the spirit of God to produce the fruit of the spirit, they are the sons of God. And so a disciple, a student of Yeshua is going to be a bond 
bond servant of Yeshua. So in Romans, in chapter 1, verse 1, Paul sought to live his life, and he saw himself as being a bond servant of Yeshua. It says, Paul, and the King James says, a servant of Yeshua Messiah. But the word servant is the Strong's number 1401 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, and the definition of the word in the dictionary, it says, a bondman is one that is devoted to another to the disregard of one's own interests. In other words, the well-being of somebody else is more important than your well-being, and you're devoted to another at the level that from human reasoning and logic, you're disregarding your own self-interest. And so Paul saw himself as a bondservant of Yeshua. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant or bondservant and an apostle of Yeshua the Messiah. And then Jude chapter 1, verse 1, Jude, a servant, a bondservant of Yeshua the Messiah. Now, the book of Revelation, which it shares with us and reveals to us the revelation of Yeshua the Messiah. So Yeshua is not fully revealed in this world to the world. He's been partially revealed in this world to the world because much of the world still walks in darkness and in blindness and they seek to live their lives according to their own desires of the flesh and their carnal thinking. And so Yeshua will be fully revealed to his people into the world at his second coming. And that being the case, the book of Revelation wasn't written to all believers. Let's see who it's written to in Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. It says the revelation of Yeshua Messiah which God gave unto him to show his servants or his bond servants. So the book of Revelation was written to the bond servants of Yeshua and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his bond servant John. And so this book of the Bible was written by a bond servant of Yeshua to the bondservants of Yeshua. And so a bondservant of Yeshua will endeavor to follow Yeshua with all their heart. In John chapter 12, verse 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So a disciple, a bondservant of Yeshua is to serve others. Yeshua taught that the greatest in the kingdom will be the servant of all. The greatest in the kingdom will be a bond servant of Yeshua and of others. Matthew chapter 20, verses 27 and 28. And whosoever will be chief among you, great among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. So following Yeshua and believing in Yeshua as the Messiah is doing the will of God the Father. Yeshua taught in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. So the will of the heavenly Father for Yeshua was to be a bondservant to others and to lay down and live his life for others, to redeem the world. John chapter 
chapter 10, verse 14, Yeshua said, I am the good shepherd. And then in John chapter 10, verse 15, Yeshua said, As the Father knows me, even so know I the Father, that I lay down my life for the sheep. And so a student, a disciple of Yeshua, one that seeks to be a bondservant of Yeshua, strives to be like his teacher. Matthew chapter 10 verses 24 and 25. A servant is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. So just as Yeshua laid down his life to benefit others and to serve others, a spiritually mature believer in Yeshua will also live their life and lay down their life for the well-being and the benefit of others. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, it is written, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He, Yeshua, laid down His life for us. If we're to walk in His footsteps, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So, the greatest love that we can express is to lay down your life for the benefit and the well-being of others. John chapter 15 verse 13, Yeshua taught greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And so one that is walking in spiritual maturity, one that is living a life to be a bondservant of Yeshua, he will not seek to live this life to do his own will, but he will live this life to do the will of Yeshua. Matthew chapter 26 verses 38 and 39. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. And then Yeshua said, Let this cup pass from me, nevertheless not as I will, but your will. So this word soul, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death, is is the Greek word suke. It's the Strong's number 5590 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. And it represents the will, the mind, and the emotions. So your will and emotions are to die to what you want to do. And instead, you are to seek to do the will of God in your life. And so a student or a disciple of Yeshua strives to be like his teacher. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. Paul taught, be followers of me even as I am a follower of Messiah. And so Paul sought to be like Messiah and in Paul seeking to be like Messiah, that's how he can say, follow me as I seek to follow Messiah. Yeshua did the will of his father. In John chapter 5 verse 30. I can of my own self do nothing because I seek not my own will, but I seek the will of the Father which sent me. John chapter 6 verse 38. For I came not down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And so it was the will of the Heavenly Father that Yeshua give his life and to love the world even though the world was rebellious against the God of Israel. So that is why we're told in Romans chapter 5 verse 8 that God commanded his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. And so once Paul 
came to the revelation and the understanding that Yeshua is the Messiah on the road to Damascus and was filled with the Holy Spirit, he saved. He was saved by grace through faith. And so then how was Paul then going to make a commitment to live his life? He wanted to live his life and he wanted to follow after the example that Yeshua gave for us. And when we follow after Yeshua in the example that he gave for us, and one major example is Yeshua came to do the will of his Father, not his own will. So when we live our life to do the will of God and not pursue our own will, we're pursuing spiritual maturity. And so this is what Paul was striving in his life, which he called the high calling of God, and that all that are truly bondservants of Yeshua, that we are to strive for this high calling as well. And we're to not be encumbered by this world and the things of this world. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8, Yet doubtless, and I count all things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua my Lord, that I might win Messiah, meaning that my life would demonstrate and show that I'm living a life of spiritual maturity in Yeshua. And so Paul prayed that the goal of his life, that he would have the spiritual status of doing the will of God in his life, which means he would have to experience the sufferings of Messiah, but in experiencing the sufferings of Messiah to do the will of God in his life, that he would also be raised to glory. He would experience the resurrection of Messiah as well. So Paul prayed in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 that I might know him. That is to know intimately. And what is knowing Messiah intimately? To know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. So Paul prayed that he would achieve the spiritual status of the resurrection of the dead. Philippians chapter 3 verse 11 If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And so since he's pursuing this with all of his energy, with all of his might, Paul then says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. And then in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Messiah Yeshua. And so being saved as wonderful and blessed and necessary that it is, because when we are saved, we get to spend eternity with Messiah, and that's good. But there's a high calling in Yeshua that is higher than just being saved, wherein in experiencing that initial salvation, we're just a babe in Messiah. We're just a child in Messiah. So Paul was pressing for spiritual maturity, for the prize of the high calling of God in Messiah Yeshua. And what's that prize? It's to be his bride who will live with Yeshua in the New Jerusalem. And the high price is to rule and reign in Yeshua's kingdom. So doing the will of the Father has eternal reward. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. The world passes away in the lusts thereof, but he that does the will of God lives and abides forever. So the will 
of God the Father is to be done on the earth. And when the disciples of Yeshua asked him, how should we pray? Yeshua answered, pray this way. Matthew chapter 6 and verses 9 and 10. After this manner pray, our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the will of Yeshua is that his disciples or his followers or his bondservants would do the will of his father. Matthew chapter 12, verses 49 and 50. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever will do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother, my sister and mother. And so there's different levels of the will of God and being obedient to do the will of God. And so it is the will of the Heavenly Father that everyone believes that Yeshua is the Messiah. John chapter 6 verse 40 and verse 47 it is written, and this is the will of him that sent me that everyone that sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. So it's It's the will of God the Father that every human being, all mankind, believes in Yeshua and thus has everlasting life. But when you initially believe in Yeshua as your Messiah, when you're saved by grace through faith, even though that will allow you to have everlasting life, you are still at the level of a babe and a child in Messiah. And so in order to grow, it's the will of God that Yeshua's Torah be written upon our heart and we be led by the Holy Spirit and be the sons of God. Psalm chapter 40 verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. So it's the will of the Heavenly Father that we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah and his Torah be written upon our heart. The new covenant is the Torah written upon our heart. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33, this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my Torah in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33 is quoted in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10, that I will put my Torah in their mind and write it in their hearts. And so in the new covenant, we are given a new heart. This is prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26. A new heart will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. So when we no longer have the heart to do what we want to do, when we no longer have the heart to do what the flesh wants to do and what the carnal mind wants to do, when we're given the new heart in Messiah, because when we accept Yeshua as our Savior and Lord, the Bible tells us that we're a new creation in Him, that in receiving Yeshua as our Savior and Lord, we are given the indwelling Holy Spirit. I'll put my spirit within you. But what's the purpose of the indwelling Holy Spirit in us? Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, to keep my judgments and do them or to follow my Torah. And this is how Paul sought to live his life because he said in Romans chapter 7 verse 22, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man, one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so the way that we become members of the family of Yeshua and the way that we have eternal life is he saves us by 
by grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. In Romans chapter 3, verse 28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the Torah. Well, that's going to conclude part 3 of the series on the subject, How to Be the Bride of Messiah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.